Start again. It's Father's Day, and I've got a lot to say. Hey guys, thanks for joining me today on the Dad Code Podcast. Real dads, real talk, no BS. It's Father's Day, and it is a gorgeous day here in Middle Tennessee. I hope it's nice where you are. Um, hope you all have a great Father's Day today. I'm uh, going to touch on kind of some stuff that I would like to get off my chest about Father's Day, um, what it means to me, what I think it should probably mean to others, and <clears throat> probably some stuff that we should continue to try to be better at uh, as a result, but before we get started, really appreciate the support. If you could go to Rumble and give us a follow on the Rumble there, uh, really helps us out there. We only do the video version of this podcast now on Rumble. We don't want to be told what we can and can't say, and Rumble is the only option there for free speech. Um, also, uh, check us out on all of your favorite audio podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, and the like. We're all there. Check us out there. Share this podcast with your friends, anybody who you think could benefit from what we are getting into today. But guys, like I said, it's Father's Day. It's Father's Day, and it's um, it's really... I find Father's Day to be interesting, particularly when you sit back and you look at kind of the parody between, let's say, Mother's Day versus Father's Day as far as expectations. I mean, it, it, let's get real, guys. Uh, if you don't do something to represent or, or to, to recognize Mama individually on Mother's Day, you're in trouble. I think we can all agree on that, right? Uh, I think that... Uh, I think that I understand that, and I think that a lot of dads, a lot of fathers, a lot of particularly young fathers, even even some on the other end of the spectrum, on the, on the older father uh, ilk, they uh, they they kind of just want everybody to wait on them hand and foot. They want to be recognized. Um, all of this, me personally, I have a bit of a different take on it. I really can't stand the big hoopla on Father's Day. Now, some of you, you know, you have wives that, and you have kids that really want to celebrate you. I'm not saying don't let them celebrate you. That is not what I'm saying here. I think that's great. I really do. But at the same time, I think we need to keep in mind what it is that, I believe Father's Day really is about. And it's not really necessarily about you as a father. It is, but it isn't. So what do I mean by that? Well, to me, I'm... Oh, excuse me, guys. Uh, to me, Father's Day is more about recognizing the fathers from the past who have made you into who you are today, and maybe even who you are trying to become. Uh, 
Um, I think pretty much all of us as fathers have some male figure in their that was in their life at some point that they model themselves after or try to do things like just to try to because they say, hey, that's a <clears throat> that's a good example of a of a of a father there. I think I'm going to try to not necessarily emulate that, but I'm going to try to implement that into my ethos as a father. Um, and I think it's more about celebrating those people, the ones that are here still, um, but also the ones who aren't. I think it's a, a, a great day to celebrate fatherhood and not always fathers. I think that there are a lot of great dads out there who deserve a lot of credit for a lot of things. There are dads that, you know, work 60, 70 hours a week and um, come home and they still make time to play with their kids and be with their wife, um, teach their kids baseball, do their kids' homework with them, all that stuff. And, and, and that's, to me, that's really what it's about. It's about celebrating those times when you know you're taking care of what a father, being a father is all about. You know, it's about selflessness. <clears throat> you know, because I really, I, that that's what I try to teach my kids. Uh, I say my kids, my son, I have one kid, but you know, for me, it's all about teaching them, you know, it's not always about you, right? It's about sacrificing your time, your effort, uh, your money just so you can give them a better life and then being able to teach them about being grateful for that life that you're giving them. Um, and it's also about standing on principles, you know, uh, we're probably going to get into some stuff that could offend some people here, but, uh, I think that there's a lot of dads around the country these days that, don't stand on their principles. You know, they, they talk a good talk, but they do not walk a good walk here. Um, there've been some, some things that have gone down since we've, uh, all got together last, uh, the Bud Light protests of Dylan Mulvaney, uh, and just the Bud Light, but the protest of Bud Light in general are, are pretty impressive. Uh, I believe that, Bud Light stock or, or yeah, I think it's their stock has dropped like 30% or something crazy or their, or their market cap or something. It's something ridiculous, but long story short, Bud Light sent um, a promotional can to Dylan Mulvaney. If you don't know who Dylan Mulvaney is, he's kind of a caricature of what I, I have a lot of opinions here and I'm probably going to jumble them all together here. Dylan Mulvaney is basically, he's kind of a clown. If you ask me, he is a, is a man. 
he tries to act like he is a trans trans person, but he's not. He's just a guy who wants to be famous. He wants to dress up like a like Aubrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn. Is that right? Audrey? Aubrey. I think it's Audrey. Audrey Hepburn. And uh, you know, they did she, you know, he did the the face you know recontouring or whatever it is. But you know what? He didn't chop his wiener off. You know what I mean? And and he actually talks about it. And and I've heard a lot of people who are trans say that he's not really showing that he is trans. He doesn't appear to have started uh, hormones, uh, testosterone blockers and, and estrogen. And he didn't do bottom surgery. And um, it just seems to me like he's just one of these guys who's just trying to be TikTok famous. You know, he, he's he's gained a lot of notoriety on TikTok just trying to act like a trans person. I don't really think he is. I think he's just a gay man and he's dressing up like a woman just to be famous. That's my opinion. But back to the subject at hand here, Bud Light made a promotional can with his face on it. You know, he put it all over, you know, his TikTok page with his millions of followers. And uh, it was not well received by the Bud Light faithful. Not at all. Almost immediately, there was huge backlash. Um, like I said, uh, there's they can't even give Bud Light away these days, it seems like, at uh, grocery stores or gas stations or whatever. I think they actually tried to give it away uh, to the point to where they uh, literally were selling you know, a 12-pack for, I don't know, what is it? $20 and then they gave you like a $20 rebate that you could mail in because they were literally trying to get it, get it off, off their hands. Um, so as a result, everybody's been switching to yingling uh, and, and beers, beers such as that. And I think it actually came out that yingling was sponsoring a, a venue they, they, they continually, they have a continuous sponsorship of, and apparently this venue decided to uh, sponsor an all-ages drag show or something like that, or something to where, I think maybe what it was, fact check me on this, is they were sponsoring the venue, and the venue decided to have a drag show, and the drag show said that anybody of any age could come. <clears throat> and Dad's talking about our principles. The line is crossed there. Um, Yingling actually uh, put a statement out and uh, told the venue that, hey, we don't have a problem with a drag show. If you want to do drag, if you're an adult and you want to do a drag show, that's fine. It has to be 21 and up or 18 and up, whatever it is. They made them change the age requirements because... I'm of the same opinion. I don't care if you want to be, if you want to do a drag show, if you want to, um, if you want to do a drag show, I don't care. I really don't. It is, uh, it is, uh, none of my business as far as I'm concerned. I really don't care about that. Um, but the second that you start involving kids, the second you try to 
indoctrinate kids on stuff that, uh, that they shouldn't be having to worry about right now. There should, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten year olds should not be having to have the birds and the bees discussion. You know, we shouldn't be having to explain to kids at that age about why two men are, you know, engaging in whatever sexual act on the stage or why is why is that guy doing that to that guy who's dressed up as a girl why is that guy dressed up I and mean, these are all questions as a dad i don't want to have to answer right now and, and 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 it's not laziness it's just that kids should not have to deal with that right now it's just not something that we had to deal with as kids I think we turned out fine. It's just amazing to me that over the generations here, over the last 50 years or so, how how much more sexualized our society has become. But it is very refreshing to see, you know, groups of people standing up for what they believe in, even to the point of boycotting products and brands that are trying to represent themselves in ways that we don't support. And I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, Disney's going down the same road. I mean, it, what age group are Disney, you know, geared towards? They're, they're geared, geared towards kids. Then why are we pushing Pride Month? You know, Pride Month has been really rough for folks with, you know, in the Pride community. Um, a lot of people, have, a lot of companies have taken down their their Pride Month flags and logos just because, uh, it's not been well received. Uh, I think Starbucks has started taking down their pride logos. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me. I was watching a show the other day, uh, uh, an independent media show, and there was a homosexual man on there talking and he was saying how he and his husband, uh, their farmers were out in the field, you know, doing whatever farmers do out in the field. Right. I guess they're, I don't know, plowing, you know, plowing the field or, you know, bailing hay, whatever. But anyway, they were saying, this guy's husband was saying, do you remember 10 years ago when no one cared? When if you just lived your life and didn't bother anybody, no one cared. That is where I feel like this country is. Like everybody, you know, for the most part, I would say accepts that, you know, gay marriage or, you know, gay unions are going to be a part of society. <clears throat> we even passed a, what was it? A Supreme court decision on that very thing. So it's like, we had that. I think everybody kind of just got on board with it. It was fine. And then we decide that we're going to take it a step further and we're going to, you know, we're going to start trying to force this stuff on kids. And we're going to try to push it in schools. You know, I think that the pandemic was awful for a lot of people. But <clears throat> one of the great things that came out of the pandemic was the fact that we got to see what the, the teachers were teaching our kids. And I think for the most part, everybody was appalled. Um because when we found out that they were teaching some of this ideology in schools, 
Then the mama bears came out. And they got a they got noisy at the uh, at the PTA meetings, at the school board meetings, which is amazing. And then whenever they literally started to indoctrinate kids, you started to see and that is that is in present day right now, you're starting to see not just the mama bears, you're starting to see the papa lions come out about how you're not going to tell my kid something, indoctrinate my kid with something, and then tell them that they don't have to tell me. And then whenever I come to ask you about it, you don't have to tell me because it's some sort of privilege, you know, student-teacher privilege that you have. No, that's not the way this works. Our public school system is an absolute wreck, folks. We as fathers have to be willing to stand up and, and tell them that, that this is not okay. This is not something that we're willing to uh, support. Um, it's just, you know, I could go into so much depth here about all the things that, that they're indoctrinating our kids with, but trying to keep it dad-centric here on Father's Day. Uh, but the main thing is, it seems like the dads in this country are starting to step up. You know, they're hearing about uh, court systems, you know, siding with uh, with kids that they want to transition, that, you know, ideology that they're getting from either an, another parent being the mother or a, a school even. Um, they're seeing this and they're telling them, telling everybody it's not okay. It's not okay. No, you can't. You can't tell me that a 12-year-old or 15-year-old kid can consent. We don't even really trust them to drive. Why would We don't trust a 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old to drive. Why would we test them or, 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 or trust them with the decision about whether to cut off their healthy body parts? Whether, it's, uh, whether we would trust them uh, uh, to be able to take hormone blockers to where they'll never, never be able to reproduce because they won't ever go through puberty. There you go. You got me. You guys got me ranting here. You got you guys got me ranting here. But look, guys, the point is, is fathers are starting to step up, and that's what we need, and we've needed it for a long time. Possibly, if we did this earlier, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, and squashed some of this stuff, and you know, nipped it in the bud, if you will, maybe some of this doesn't come about at all. But again. If we remember the values that were taught to us by our our forefathers, if you will, I think about my grandfather on my dad's side. I think about my dad who's passed away. I think about all the coaches that I've had along the way, you know, all the way through college. I think about my grandfather on my mom's side who's still alive. <clears throat> I think about, you know, all of the close friends and family that I've had. Uh, who their fathers have, have influenced me. I think about my father-in-law, who has been great. You know, he's kind of been my my father figure since my father passed away. None of them are perfect. You know, none of them have done things exactly right along the way, but we have the benefit of, you know, being able to look back and examine. 
we have the ability to look back and say, you know what? He was wrong about this, but he was really right about this, this, and this. And he learned that from his father who was right about this, this, and this, but he was wrong about that. But then he talked to, taught his grandson about that, that, and that. And then you get to see kind of that, that web, that intermingling of all those ideologies. And it ends up making who you are as a father. It's really something that should be celebrated. And to me, it's really what the Dad Code Podcast and Father's Day is all about, guys. It really is. Let's remember our fathers. Um, not just who are alive and with us today, but the ones that made us who into the people that we are. All the people, all the coaches, all the mentors, you know, all the deacons in the in the in the churches, all that. Because in reality, that's who built us into who we are today. That's who built us. And that's who is helping us make the family unit that we want for us and our kids. <laughs> well, guys, I got to go get my groceries. It's about that time. I hope everybody has a fantastic Father's Day. Um, really appreciate the following the Rumble on Rumble. Check us out on all of the audio podcasting platforms. Really appreciate you guys. Have a great Father's Day. Until next time, Dad out.